Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! I really like my Mondays. Pastor Peter here, and I just say Pastor Peter here just to remind you that I, that is my job. And as a pastor, I usually take Mondays off, and I love my Mondays. Monday... I try not to do church stuff, although I'm doing this podcast for Tuesday, but uh, that's my one church thing that I'm doing today. Uh, what else did I do? I smoked a brisket for like 12 hours. Actually, it's still on the smoker. I'm at about hour 10 now. I think I got a couple more to go. And I made a keto chicken casserole, and I made a keto Mexican casserole, and I made a keto spicy sausage and cauliflower soup. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I've done a lot of cooking today. And I was pretty proud of all that cooking that I did today. Uh, I'm not going to eat all that food today. I, that was basically my cooking for the food uh, that I'll eat in the next week or two with uh, doing this keto diet. But I was, I, I was proud of all the work that I got done, all the cooking that I did. So I thought, well, I've got two more hours left on this brisket. Let me uh, open up the Word and see what my podcast uh, topic is for tomorrow, which is your today. And so I looked at the schedule and, oh, it's the story of the rich young ruler. I know that story. And, and so that's the story you're reading today. It goes like this. This young man comes to Jesus, uh, asks the question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus, as he so often does, doesn't give a straight answer. He, re- he kind of pushes it back to the other person with questions, just like he did in yesterday's reading with, uh, that Joel had us look at. So Jesus asks him a question, well, what does the scripture say? And the young man kind of rattles off his uh, Sunday school answer. He lists some of the Ten Commandments, and, and then Jesus says, well, do that and you'll live. And the young man says, I've done all that. What more am I lacking? And I don't know if, he, if this young man really felt that he was lacking something or if he was just trying to justify himself, wanting to get that word of affirmation from Jesus. Oh, you're, you're in. You've done enough. Um, I don't know if it was just a prideful thing that he was kind of approaching Jesus with or, or truly a, uh, a feeling of uh, he's missing something and knew he's missing something. Um, not sure. But Jesus, uh, the text says, uh, he, he, he's about to give a, a very hard word, but beforehand, the text says he looked at him, Jesus looked at him, and he loved him. I love that line. You know, only the Gospel of Mark actually includes that little detail. Um, uh, the story is in a couple other the Gospel accounts, but only in Mark's account does it specifically say Jesus looked at him and loved him. Uh, either... Um, Either Mark talked to the high witness who actually told him, yeah, I, I could tell. He, he loved me even as he said that hard word. Some have even speculated that this rich young ruler could be Mark himself. Uh, you know, and that's why he was able to give that extra little detail. Don't really know, but, uh, uh, but it does tell us something about Jesus that even when he gives these hard words, um, he loves us. And may, sometimes, you know, if he didn't love us, he probably wouldn't even have bothered to give this hard word to the young man. He could have given him some false hope and just to get rid of the guy. But no, he loves him. And so he gives him this really hard word. He says what this man needs to hear. He says, you lack one thing. 
go and sell all you have, give, to the, give the money to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven, and then come, follow me. And at that, the text says that young man uh, went away sad because he had many possessions. Now, before we get to the disciples' reaction to all this, just maybe ask the question uh, for something to ponder. Um, what was the one thing that he lacked? Was it that he had all these possessions and that he needed to get rid of it, and that's the thing he lacked? I, I don't think so. There's something else that he lacked. Uh, yeah, and so you know, maybe think about what that is. Uh, ultimately, what, what's, what is the heart of what he lacked? Um, drawing that out, I think, was part of what the treatment Jesus gave this young man. Go sell all you have. You're kind of... Your, these possessions maybe are an idol for you. They're make, making you feel like you are, um, uh, that you are established, that you uh, are validated in the eyes of other, those around you because actually in that culture, if, a, a, if you had money, it was a testament in that culture. It was believed that, oh, God is blessing that person. That person must be righteous because God's blessed them. That was the mentality back then. And so this man is told to get rid of all that. Get rid of your badge of honor, the thing that tells other people that you're okay, that you are righteous. Get rid of that and then come follow me. And so the, that is the thing that he's not able to do. And so actually that little bit of information about how people in that culture saw riches helps us understand the exchange that the disciples then have with Jesus for the disciples. Um say to, to Jesus, um, uh, after Jesus says, man, how hard it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And the disciples were shocked by that statement, again, because in that culture, they thought, like everybody else in the culture thought, that if you had riches, that was a testament to how righteous and good and holy you were in God's eyes, because you must be righteous, because God's blessing you with riches. And so really, then Jesus goes on to say an even more startling thing. He says, it's easier for a camel, for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And at that, the disciple says, then who can be saved? And again, you got to understand what Jesus is saying. You know, in our culture, we are really down on rich people. <laughs> I mean, we really are in our political society, uh, you know, the 1% and all that. But in that culture... Rich people were actually held in high honor because, again, it was believed that if you're rich, that was a testament to how much God loved you and how good you are and how righteous you were because God's blessing you. And so for, for Jesus to say what he said, it's as if to say, like if he said it today, he would say something like this. It is easier for, think of the, the person you would think be most likely to, to have eternal life. Back then, it was a rich person because they're they're being blessed by God because of their uh, they must be blessed because of of their goodness. Um, but I think of Mother Teresa, for example. Let's say Mother Teresa. Uh, it's as if Jesus said, "It's easier for a camel to go through an eye of needle than for Mother Teresa to enter the kingdom of heaven." And if you heard him say that, then you would say, "Oh my goodness! Then who can be saved? If Mother Teresa can't be saved, who can be saved?" Jesus says, "With God, with man, it's impossible." but not with God. All things are possible with God. So he's driving home the point, ultimately, that all of us are broken, we're all sinful, uh, and uh, and that he is there to make the way, to make the impossible happen, to save us. 
And so that's really at the core of it. Um, and uh, as I thought about that, uh, if I came to Jesus, I think uh, I'm really proud of all the things I cooked today. What would he tell me? What one thing do I lack? Well, Peter, you got to take all this food that you've just cooked that you're so proud of and give it away or throw it away and come follow me. Uh, because that's the thing that you're placing a lot of pride in right now. That's a silly example, but I had to tie in all my f- smoking and cooking somehow into this podcast. You know, the last little story uh, verses uh, I find really helpful too, though. You know, it's Peter, uh, I think it is, says to Jesus, you know, we've left everything to follow you. Um, what do we get out of this? <laughs> And Jesus uh, doesn't rebuke him. I thought this was really interesting. He actually says, you know what? You have left everything. I love that you guys have done that. And, and I say this to you and to anybody else who, who, who leaves anything, to, who, who dies to anything, to, to let anything go for the sake of the gospel and for me, that you're going to receive many times more in this life and also in the life to come, along with persecution. He's not promising an easy life. Um, but in the and in the age to come, eternal life. So what's interesting here, I find, is that Jesus does call us to follow him, to let go of things, and to sacrifice. Um, but he appeals to desire. In other words, he, his appeal is to our ultimate good. So it's okay to ultimately want what's best for you. And what's best for you ultimately may be letting things go in this life and, and sacrificing some things, but it's not self-denial for the sake of self-denial it's self-denial for the sake of something greater you're you're reaching and taking hold of something greater and that is jesus himself the life of the kingdom and allowing him to bless you and take care of you how he thinks best and you can rest assured that you're going to get many times as much in this life and in the life to come than what you ultimately might be called to let go of so I find that encouraging, and I'm, I'm hopeful that that young man who went away sad at some point, he turned around and came back, and he did discover all the riches that are found in Christ. Let's join him as we pray. Lord Jesus, um, thank you for this text. Thank you for this teaching. Um, I find it interesting. It's in the context of of the story in which Jesus just blesses these little kids in, in the verses right before, and it's as if he, he blesses them, and then he turns around, and here's this rich young ruler who's kind of full of pride, and ultimately the message is, how do you get the kingdom? you got to become like a child. You have faith like a child. A child is helpless, doesn't have anything, doesn't have any badge of honors. And uh, so this rich young ruler had to let go of those things that he was relying on for his approval. Kids don't have that. They just trust. They just believe. So, Lord, would you give us the faith of a child? Give us that baby faith. Help us to let go of the rich young ruler faith. Show us what we might need to let go of for that to happen. And, uh, and help us to, to grow in, in grace uh, as we continue our reading through the Gospel of Mark this Lenten season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.